and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller uh, with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for tuning in here this morning as we talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. We're going to do some Hawks. We're going to do some clones. First up will be Iowa, as well as a little baseball sprinkled in. John Bowen Camp will join us from the AP Hawkeye Nation. John Bowen Camp at 1030. Mitch Holtis, 1050, in what will be his next to last daily appearance uh, in the uh, regular season. Mitch will be uh, in the uh, uh, preseason, I should say. Mitch will join us at uh, 10.50 and then weekly during the regular season. John Walters is the voice of Iowa State. He'll be in here at 11.05. And then Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, who has uh, been putting out his uh, Power 5 conference forecasts. The SEC was today. The Big 12 was yesterday. Certainly interesting, um, making some news. Uh, but you know what? Good, good for him. It's, mm-hmm. it's preseason. For, it's the preseason. Who? I, how do we know? We don't. Neither does he. And we're all taking guesses. And uh, speaking of guesses, I made a lot of them last night. In what, in what regard? I bet uh, about a two dozen futures last night in college football and a little NFL. Mostly college football uh-huh. though, last night. So it started... Because I knew I wanted to bet on the over on Illinois this year. Four and a half is the number on the Illini, and because they play Saturday, knew I had to get that one done. So I went down the rabbit hole, and it just, things that I've been thinking about, things that I kind of, the conclusions that I'd drawn throughout this whole summer, I said, let's just do them in all one. Once mm-hmm. We're just going to knock them all mm-hmm. out here mm-hmm. and get a bunch done. Had and you had a being, puff? No, no puffs. Yeah. Last time I had a puff was you two years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's not for me. That's yeah, not my seed. That's know, your seed. Uh, I know. No, it was just one of those nights where I said, let's get it done. Let's, okay. let's knock it all out. And it turned out to be a lot more bets than I was anticipating going in. Dude, now, because we, um, we're, we're in the Bet Rivers College Football Contest. We are. are we, do we have to empty our accounts, right? We do, yeah. Do you have a little money left in there? 500 bucks in it. Oh, wow. So, so I guess I, I probably need to go down that rabbit hole, too. What are you going to do, like $500 futures? Probably. Something, something like that? Yeah. Maybe hit a big? Right, but some hockey, just, just something to stretch it out throughout right. the season. All right, so what did you do? I'm anxious to hear this. So, as I mentioned, I bet Illinois. That over four and a half. Over four and a half. That's one that I've liked pretty much all season. So what's, what's behind it? Give me your theory. Offensive line. Mm-hmm. Remember how disappointed Bielema was last year, and they started to play better at the end of the year. He brought in a whole bunch of newbies. I think they brought in eight freshman offensive linemen, three tight ends in the recruiting class. They won five games last year. They won five games yeah, last right. year. And they could have easily beat Iowa. They should have beat Rutgers. They had other games where this team, uh-huh. without a whole lot of change, that was an eight-win team last year. They bring in the quarterback from uh, from Syracuse, who was good when he had protection. I think he'll have that. I just believe more than anything in Bielema. They won five last year. I think they, at minimum, win five this year. So four and a half, the number went over that. Another one that I've been on really all season long is Kansas. Kansas over two and a half. The number's two and a half. Mm -hmm. They're winning a conference game, right? Mandel thinks they're going to win four games, three in conference. Three in conference. I absolutely can see that. They got the right guy in Leopold. Mm -hmm. I took Kansas over two and a half. Now, this one's juiced a little bit more 
at Circa, minus 149. So you're laying a little bit more there, but did that with the Jayhawks over two and a half. A couple other college ones. Uh, Here's one from the Big 12. I mentioned yesterday I like Oklahoma State. Their number is eight and a half. I took the over, plus money on that one, plus 105. Parity in that conference, Trent. Mandel has them six and three, nine and three overall. Texas, under, free square. What's their what's their total? Eight and a half. Ah, wait, it's, they're it's, not winning nine I games. I don't are think they? so either. No. You know what Mandel's got Texas went doing in the Big Twelve, and he'll join us again eleven thirty. Big Twelve, their record is five and four, two and seven. Whoa. <laughs> oh man! And if he's right, or if he's if you guys meet in the middle, mm-hmm. you're still home free. We would like that. I took a couple of uh, also futures. I bet the Buckeyes to win the Big Ten at minus two hundred. You know what? That's why maybe where I'll put my five hundred. Minus. Michigan returns a lot. It's Ohio State. But it's going to be in Columbus. Uh huh. Does Ohio State have a loss going into that game? No. I think them and Alabama get through unscathed. And even if they lose that one, Michigan's not going to be 11 1 at the end of the year, are they? No, no way. So though they'd have the head to head Michigan. Michigan's not winning in Iowa City. They're not. Well, I do. Spencer Petrus, baby. Oh, get on board. <laughs> well, there's room. Uh, I told I'm you, driving. I, I bet Oregon a while ago to win the Pac-12. Uh, that, that's I love been, their schedule. You, you yep. pointed that out months ago. That's yep. been in my account. And I took a stab at Stanford. They're seventy. Why? They're seventy-five to one. That's why. Oh. <laughs> now we talked about this when we had Bama on the other day. Remember, just get there right. Mm-hmm. And with the schedule that they had before injuries really derailed them last year, they were okay. They got a quarterback. Could it be a year where there's a three-way tie at six and three? For and that they second spot, find their spot, and they get the tiebreaker, and they get in there, and then at seventy-five to one, I can hedge, right? For sure, you even could. if they're a two-touchdown underdog in that championship right, let game. Let me let me look at their schedule. They uh, got yeah, what go they got? To, Help they me out. Go to Washington. It was just a price I couldn't say no to. They got a bunch of roadies at Washington, at Oregon, home to the Ducks, at mm. no, at Notre Dame, uh, Arizona State at home, at UCLA. Home to Washington State at Utah. Geez, that's tough. So they got to go to Utah. They've got to go to Oregon. They've got to go to Washington. Jeez. Rip that one up. Yeah, seventy-five to one though. Yeah. It's a lottery ticket. It's a lottery ticket. Not one that's going to be cashed. No, not at all. How about Indiana under four and a half? That team's not winning. Five uh, games. I'm, I'm. I can buy that one. I'm, I'm. I can buy that one. Laying some juice yep. minus one fifty-five with that one, but, but that was a, a no doubter for me. We talked about Air Force. They are going to be at least right now. They are favored in every game. The over under is eight and a half. And they're favored in every game. They're favored in every game. I'll take that bet. Give me over Air Force at 8.5. Did a bunch more. Again, you can follow along my picks at the Action Network. Just search T. Condon. So do they automatically yep, they grade uh, everything you for you? populate over there? Yep. It grades everything at the end of the season. So, yeah, you can look back at all my futures throughout the years that I've, that I've put in there, too. So one, one more time. What do you do? How do you find them? Uh, go to the Action Network. They have either the app or you can go on the website. Yep. T. Condon is my That's user. It. There. And there's a place where you search for, yep. for search picks. Gotcha. So search picks, and it'll pop up there. Now, are some people selling their picks there? Uh, no, I don't. Well, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's not like, you know, the old coverage.com uh-huh. where that's kind of what it was. And pay nine ninety nine, and you get my picks for the week and things like that. I don't, I haven't seen that on there. Is, least, so. uh, is Maction over there, Mr. Maction, Todd Kirk? Todd Kirk's there, yeah. You, I follow along with Todd's yeah. picks, and he's done a lot How here in the preseason. How about Hammer, who's, uh, boy, he's coming out. He's puffing out his chest yes. in anticipation. He had a big week. year last year. He did have a big year last year. Biff Hammer had a big year. He's a good handicapper. You know what happens uh, usually after those big years? Uh, well, ask Chris Williams. Mm-hmm.
Because he was puffing his unbelievable chest. Unbelievable uh-huh. year. I mean, that was a year that he should have been in circa millions. And then the following year, after it went disastrously, he erased all his picks on the Action Network. Remember that? Yeah. I didn't remember that. <laughs> uh, a couple NFLs. I've told you I don't think Cincinnati's making the playoffs, uh-huh. certainly. You can get them at plus 103 at Circa to not make the playoffs. I like that a lot. So why don't you like them? Just the hangover? Hangover. Mm-hmm. It's seemingly every single year. And and it's the AFC. The AFC is so tough. It's incredibly tough. That division should be pretty good. I think so. Baltimore, obviously. Look, I'm starting to get some feelings for Pittsburgh. I, yeah. I thought they were going to fall off the face of the earth. I, they're not going to do that. Can he pick it? I hope so. Yeah. Right? Uh, the, you got to play him though. With this quarterback draft coming up, yes, you have to know now. Yes, we've absolutely. talked about this with the Bears. Yep. You have to know yep. at the end of the season. You have to know if Justin Fields is going Speaking to be. Speaking of the, the Bears, Virginia McCaskey apparently. Um, I mean, she's old. She is um, ninety nine. I, I think that's it. Uh, Jeff Hughes was uh, doing some tributes to her yesterday. Hmm. I guess the, for the Bears blog, he got wind that uh, maybe she's on her last leg. Well, she's ninety nine. Yeah. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Bears, I took the under on them. Yeah, that's a free square, yeah. I think. They're going to be bad. But um, the no to make the playoffs is minus 375. It's huge juice, but there's not a way in hell this team's no. making the playoffs. Well, are they're they? in the right conference. It's but true. They, but you know what? They're not, they're, I, Trent, I could see them. I think they finished last in their division. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I think Detroit's going to find a way to get there. we got to look up the price. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. The uh, superfecta there. Yeah. What do you think that thing pays? I, I want to find we out. We talked about the AFC West and all the different ones, and you jumped on a couple of them. I did. Yeah. Let's, I love let's the Chargers. That. Yeah. So that's what I was doing last night. That, that was my evening is mm-hmm. a deep dive into the futures market, and looks like you're going to be probably doing the same here pretty quick. I, I have to, yeah. One of our guys that's in our Circus Survivor, Kevin James, apparently he's on that uh, same app that he posts his picks. So I, I didn't realize this. I have a ringer in our Circus yes. Survivor. Which is good. Good stuff. Uh, all right. A couple of notes that I want to get to. So um, baseball released their schedule next year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you to WNL <laughs> any of the teams. Well, but what I did, if it wasn't August and it was July, we might. We just might do yeah. that or June, right? <laughs> um, what, I, what I do, digging into it a little bit and i have to uh i think taylor mcgregor and the cubs broadcast i can't i can't quit them no i don't I, I, but it's the cardinals right so it's it's cardinals cubs and it was makes fun. it a little easier it makes it a little easier yeah. if it was cubs marlins i'm pretty sure i wouldn't have been there <laughs> um but the but major league baseball next year the, the changes they are making did you know that every team will play every team yes i didn't know that until last night yeah it's uh it's something that had been bandied about uh-huh you're not going to have the same amount of games interdivision. Thirteen as opposed to nineteen next year. Huge difference there. Huge difference. Huge difference as it pertains to the division that you follow. Mm-hmm. But you know the regional aspect of baseball, how regionalized it has become. Is this a good thing? Can you at least spin it as a good? Thing? I don't like it personally. The spin that I would put on it is if you're if you live in a major league city, if you're a transplant from, I don't know. Toronto, mm-hmm. right? And you're in Denver. Yeah. And the Jays might end up there, so you're going to go all three of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That would be the spin. It's something different. Um, I'm with you. I like the regional aspect of it, right? Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, Cards, Red Sox, Yankees. Instead of seeing 19 of those bad boys, we're going to see 13. Now we're going to also, the good ones you talked about, that means less also Royals, Tigers. Less yeah. Pirates, Reds, yeah, Nationals, Marlins, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Do we need to see that one 19 times a year? No, we probably don't. Probably, probably don't. don't. So that would be the spin. Right. That, that would be the spin. I overall don't hate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. And it's, it's more equitable. I mean, we know the division that I root for, the Twins of the American League Central, mm-hmm. it stinks. I mean, it, just, yeah. it doesn't have the same kind of power as financial power as many mm-hmm. of the other divisions that are out there. And mm-hmm. they're kind of on their own, if you will, just the way that those teams have to be built and the tear down and the rebuild that really all five of those teams kind of have to go through that right. organizationally. But Bryce Harper's at, the, at, at Target Field next year. Right. And maybe he wouldn't have been. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's the star power. It, mm-hmm. It's uh, Shohei Otani showing up in St. Louis. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment, but on the surface, I think I like it. One weird thing I, I did see, at least from a Twins perspective, reading uh, throughout The Athletic, they mention over the last two months of the season, the Twins will play more National League teams than teams in their division. Next year. Next year. Interesting. Don't like that. No, I don't like that either because if you are behind and you're chasing the the White Sox or the Guardians, you want some of those matchups uh, in, in the month of September. Um, yeah, that that's that's on, that that's I'm with you, Trent. That's that would be one of one of the knocks against it. The other thing I want to get to, and it's uh, it's it's I mean we're two days away from college football, uh, and we're, but call, there is a basketball topic, college basketball topic that I want to get to. Did you see Greg Sankey? Now he didn't come right out and say we're changing the NCAA tournament. Oh, right. No. He whoa, 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 whoa. Greg Sankey's talking about the NCAA. Yes, Greg yes. Sankey. Deal with your football. I get it. He's in a football well, conference. Well, well, Kentucky. Oh, boy. I, he, he said, All right. it's I have something not seen this. to look at. Uh, and we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. John joins the program. John, what's on your mind? Good morning, John. Well, guys, I'm glad to hear you talking about the baseball schedule thing. And I, 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 I like it because I think 19 games is too many. Oh, this is John I, I'm Cannon. fan. Yeah. This is John Cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 19 yep. games, Giants, Dodgers, Giants. Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies. I'm sorry, man. That's just too many games against those teams. Give me, uh, give me some other teams to watch. Mm-hmm. I watched the All Star game, and I don't know who anybody is in the American League. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just I, so I, I'm I'm refreshed by it. I think it's good. I think it's kind of crazy that they're starting. The Giants are starting the season at Yankee Stadium next year. Are they <laughs> really weird? Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I think the last month they they should. They should have the interleague play should be pretty much out of the way. Uh-huh. I guess they can't because of the 15 teams in each league. Somebody's got to play interleague every day. True. So they can't they can't completely do that. But I, I agree they need to de-escalate it for that last month of the season to give people a chance to catch up in their divisions or whatever. But but overall, I think it, I think it's going to freshen the the baseball season. I'm anxious to see it uh, how it plays out, John. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it, guys. Yep. Thank you. Yep, appreciate the call. Appreciate the input. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Giants-Yankees to kick off the season. That's pretty good. Did you open the schedule? Did you look at it? A little I did, bit. I didn't even look at it. Uh, one thing I did see, they were going through each team, and something just popped out. I think it was the Mariners starting Oakland for the sixth time in the last seven seasons. Really? It doesn't seem right. How gross. Or maybe uh, it was the Angels. It was somebody in that division. Yeah, it doesn't seem right. You Cardinals, start Cubs th- play in London next year? Yeah, that was. I forgot Late about that. Late June, I think it is, 24 and 25 of June. Do you think we'll have people that'll head over for that? You know, Cubs fans that we know? Uh, yes. That's yes, I do. Summer, I do. easy mm-hmm. travel, mm-hmm. plenty of time to plan for right? it. That would be really cool. 
Remember what a bandbox that was. Would you rather go see your NFL team play once, or would you rather go see your your if you're a Cubs or a Cardinals fan mm-hmm. a three game or is it? I think it's a two game series. Um, Just because of how busy I am personally. It would be the the summer. Well, it's easier it for you to yeah. do it, right? Right. So that's just the likelihood that would happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to do it, you want to do it right. You want to go over there. You well, you wanna, don't want to sh- do it there and back, right? Sights and sounds, sure. And you want to go. Well, it's just two baseball games, right? It's not a three game series, right. so it's two. It's a little bit more palpable, I guess, if you do it that way. That'd be fun. No, it would be. It would be a lot of fun, but it's a long plane ride. <laughs> it's not that long. I know. I got. I'm. Um, Narrowing my 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 opportunities by what it, length so, of plane flights. Well, it's not like you're you're going to go Des Moines to London. No, of course not. So you're going to fly. Well, into, it is Des Moines International. And you never know. You never know. But what is it? Say New York to. London. Well, you go to Chicago or you go to New York and go from there. Right. right. New York to London flight time. All right, here we go. It is going to be seven hours. Seven hours and ten minutes. That's not awful. No. Not awful. It's a couple of movies. But if you're in the middle seat. Oh, jeez. Pay for an upgrade. (laughs) You can't take all that money with you. Yeah, right. Uh, No, you're right. You can't. But there's not a lot to take with me. Anyway, so let's get to the uh, Greg Sankey's comments. Yeah, so. Where he, again. This has got me sweating already. He wants to take, and this was a quote, a fresh look at the NCAA tournament. Okay. His point was, and, and he equated it to other sports. He equated it to um, college baseball, where Ole Miss was a bubble team, got mm-hmm. in, and obviously we know what they did, uh, won the College World Series. He just thinks that maybe, and you know what this would be at the expense of? This would be at the, at the expense, I would think, um, potentially, of one-bit conferences. So we're taking away. Well, I don't know. He didn't say expand. He didn't. We, he, he. I read it as the footprint would stay the same. See that sixty-eight teams. But I don't know. I, it's. It was. He put it out there. It was um, immediately shot down by mm-hmm. uh, the, the folks that uh, Mike DeCourcy and uh, Jeff Goodman thought this was a terrible idea. The first words out of your mouth were "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not mess with this." It's, it, I agree with you. Why would you even tinker with this? It's a cash cow to begin with. I think what's more likely, and just now as I googled the comments from yesterday, most everybody thinks that he was more leaning towards further expansion. Further expansion. Further expansion from 68. So let's put it this way. What would be a bracket? Obviously, the number would be 128, right? That would be a full bracket where everybody would play the same amount of games. That's too many. Yeah. You got to have something. So could you set it up in in this fashion? Let's say... More first four games? Basically that. Where if you have a top four seed in each region, you get a bye. But the five needs to play an extra game. You know, we, we expand it that way. And he had that direction. So if you cut it in half, 120, so you're talking like 96 would be the number. Automatic bids stay the same. It'll give more opportunity for more little guys to get in. And I think of a couple so of that times, would push the tournament back then? Well, I don't think it would. So the way that I would structure it You'd is You'd start this. conference play earlier? No, no, no. I, I don't think you need to really mess with the calendar at all. Selection Sunday happens. Well, think of how quickly these teams get to Dayton for the first four. Well, they play Tuesday night, some of them. You can, why can't you do the exact same thing? And if you're going to play in one of these preliminary round games, the NCAA tournament, for all intents and purposes, is not going to start Thursday. It'll start Tuesday with more of these play-in games. And it's going to be wall-to-wall basketball starting on Tuesday, as opposed to Tuesday night, and then Wednesday. So there's more than two games on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. There's going to be, at this point, what would it be? You're getting down to 64 from 96, so you're you're talking about 32 games 
to get to that point. 16 a day, mm-hmm. just like you have on Thursday and Friday. So the, the winners on Tuesday, where do they go? Do they... Uh... I would just send them to wherever they would be eventually playing. If it mm-hmm. happens to be Des Moines, then yeah, Des Moines starting on Tuesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday are full blown, like full blown. almost like the first cup, the, the Thursday, yes. Friday of the tournament. So you're going to get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. full blown. Uh, from the time you get up until the time you go to bed. It's a pigtail between two 12 seeds. It's a pigtail between two 11 seeds. It's a mm-hmm. pigtail between two 9 seeds. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing to get in. It's a 96-team field. Does that does that um, almost... Well, it would put those the winner of those games behind the eight ball, right? I mean, we know that the first four is That'd obviously be better during a quick the year. turn. Well, okay, that's a, that's a fair argument. I get it. Um, but it's a quick turnaround for the first four winner to start the scout of who they're going to play. If they play, if you play on Tuesday, you're playing Thursday. If you play on Wednesday, you're playing Friday. Well, VCU went to a Final Four. Uh, they did. The it's been four. done before. We've seen teams yeah. make runs. We yeah. go back to when Tennessee made a run out mm-hmm. of there. It, it, it's happened quite often, in fact. Yep. And some people feel like not only that, but it's not going to Dayton for a game, then going to your regional. You're just starting off in your regional. You're just there already. So it's no travel after that first victory. You're already there. Boy, you know what? So, so Des Moines would essentially, in, in your vision. Mm-hmm. You'd be filling up hotel rooms from Tuesday through either Saturday or from Wednesday yes. through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And restaurants. That's pretty good, And huh? airports. Yeah. Yeah. I did. You know what? You and Greg Sankey might be on to something here. I'm going to uh, put pen to paper, as you know you I should. like to do. Yeah. And I'm going to come up a little bit deeper here. If if expansion happens, I don't want to see 128. I don't right. either. And I don't want to see it at the expense of the one-bid leagues. That's Absolutely. what makes this tournament. Right. Absolutely. We can't lose the stories that we No, you can't. Absolutely not. Right off the top of my head, VCU. It pops through. George Mace. Yeah. What we saw last year with St. Peter's. No question. Those are the stories. Mm -hmm. Ali Farouk Banesh is nationally known. (laughs) Yes. This guy that couldn't get a scholarship coming out of high school. Right. He is known still a decade later across the country Mm -hmm. as the guy that hit the shot to beat Kansas. You can't lose those stories. It's what makes madness great. And now this is a way financially... You don't think people are going to bid on those first two days? Oh, baby. Because now it's wall-to-wall, and it's starting at so 11 a.m. Wells Central Fargo time. would have basketball Tuesday, Wednesday, and they got to get in here the day before. So or... it'd be four games on Tuesday, four games on Thursday, two games on Saturday, or Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, mm-hmm. depending on what. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good start to things. Yeah. That is the way that you do it. I'll... I'll I'll get it all down. Make sure your math's there. right, because yes. uh, math's not a strong suit here from 8 to 10. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. I, I, and I think those uh, those uh, cities that get the first-round matchups, boy, they would be salivating. Mm-hmm. I know we would. Chris yes. Conley think that moves his needle. He's making phone calls right now. Right? Let's go to that 96. Right. Um, boy, oh boy, the Des Moines Chamber of Commerce think they want this, right. or any of them. Uh, coming up on 1025, we'll talk to John Camp next. I'll do some Big Ten with John. Uh, Mitch Holtis is here at 1050. John Walters, the voice of Iowa State, at 1105. And then Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, uh, he will join us. Like I'm going to do a couple of Pac-12, Big 12 com- uh, questions for mm-hmm. him, but I want to talk football. Sure. I want to talk about his picks. Yeah. We, we, nobody knows how this expansion, this uh, realignment is going to end up. I don't want to waste our 15 minutes or whatever it is mm-hmm. going down that path. We'll that. use three or four minutes yeah, because he's got opinions on sure. it too. And Absolutely. I think he can answer some questions for too. people that they have. See, I think the Big 12 is in a good spot. Mm-hmm. He may think that it's the Pac-12 that's in a better spot. We don't know. Um, 
It's all educated guesses. It is, absolutely is. I'm looking forward to talking to Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Trent and I both subscribe. Uh, he will join us at 1130. It's 1025. John Bullenkamp is next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, 1030 Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I just thought of something. Chiefs play tonight. Are we sure we have Mitch? Oh, good question. I'll reach out to him. Uh, Chiefs Packers tonight. Yes. Tyler Goodson's got a chance. May make that He's going to make that team. Uh, that's kind of the the buzz. Um, I saw a report uh, out of Green Bay. Uh, I uh, the register uh, did something on uh, all of the Hawks that are trying to make NFL rosters. Oh, okay. We'll see. It's a big it's an audition night for it him is, tonight. It is, yes. I, I assume he'll play a lot. Uh, let's get to John Bowen camp, AP, et cetera. John, would you like the AP to send you to Dublin and uh, to cover a game like Nebraska-Northwestern? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen with uh, one of the no. teams that play in our state, but um, kind of cool, right? Oh, I think it's a cool. I, I think it's a cool game, and I, I found it interesting. There was a story today in the Lincoln paper on on all the logistics. Oh, of yeah, getting this team over there, and it was. I mean, it, you know, it's things that, that we don't think about, but there there are things that get just like, for example, every player had to have a passport. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah, so they yeah. had to get. You know, they had to be working with guys because it's not easy to get a passport these days. It takes a long time. Um, you know, getting the equipment over there, and they said they had to have the list completely accurate because if there was one thing that was wrong, like if there was one thing on there that wasn't on the list, they would have to go through the entire shipment of equipment. At customs. Sure that everything was there. At customs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that can be a pain in the you-know-what. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and we don't think about what right. We're used to football teams getting you know, taking trucks to, you know, with all their equipment to get, uh, you're going to have to fly all that over this. So they told how they did that. And, and you know, the, the pallets that all the equipment on had to be on mm. metal pallets, not on wooden pallets. And it was, it was fascinating to read about the logistics of all this. Well, I saw the plane that they, uh, it was a plane, whatever the Irish airline is, uh, mm-hmm. it landed at, uh, at Epley Field in Omaha uh, and then took the team over. I think this was on Monday night. They actually showed the plane landing and uh, then filling it up and uh, and, and taking off from, from Omaha, I suppose. I assume they leave from Lincoln uh, on a weekly basis, but not when you've got that yeah. much stuff going. And, and that was another thing, and that was another reason why they had to do it, because Lincoln didn't have a customs place. You know, oh, Omaha sure. Does. Yeah. So you had to go through customs, so that's why they had to fly out of Omaha. So. Very interesting. Big Ten football it is here, week zero. Nebraska against Northwestern. Illinois gets started against teams five, Wyoming. six, and seven in last year's Western Conference. Uh, <laughs> yep, finished well. Tee it up this weekend. Well, let's uh, let's tee it up with Iowa here. It has been really an interesting August camp. Now the latest to a foot injury to Nico Regani. What's happening with him? Keegan Johnson. He's practicing. Is he really practicing? There's pictures of him. This wide receiver group. There are already mm. question marks coming into the year, and now they look even more depleted. How big of an impact does that make to what Iowa, whatever they were trying to do differently, how much more difficult does this make it, John? Oh, it makes it a lot, a lot more difficult. And it's a simple fact that the three, you know, the three key receivers, Arlen Boost, Nico Regani, Keegan Johnson, though, if, if you have all three of them, you, you have a pretty good passing game, I think. 
you lose one, and now all of a sudden you're putting in guys that have not played mm-hmm. at all, you know, and or have played on special teams or whatever. And so when you do that, it it, it makes this this a little more difficult on what you do offensively. So the, the you know best case scenario, all three of them are healthy, but at the very least you want two of them healthy. Well, if you only have one, Oof. now you really now you really have a lot of question marks and and. You know all the all the practice stuff, all the practice reps, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't you know account for game experience, and so you start putting guys out there that don't that have little or no game experience, and now you have some issues. I think. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, you know, it's it's one thing for let's say Brody Breck that he is able to get into the game. He hasn't had a full camp for crying out loud, right? And and South Dakota State's a good football team. You know that it's a really good football team. It's a really good football team, and that's why you know I I remember being queasy when North the North Dakota State came to Kinnick, you know, a few years ago. And I kept trying to tell everybody, this is a really good football team. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, when it's ones versus ones, that that makes it very, they're very comparable and very good team. South Dakota State's the same way. I mean, this is the team that, you know, just won an FCS title, you know, last in the spring of 2021. Um, you know, it, it is always a contender in, in that very, very good league that they're in. Um, it's not going to be an easy game. And so you want to be at your best. You know, you want to be at your healthiest for that game. I don't think you want to go in with a lot of questions at certain spots and and try to answer them against a really good football team that has nothing to lose coming in here. Going to have a chip on their shoulder, bunch of guys that are from the state of Iowa up in that northwest mm-hmm. part of the state. I mean, they're going to come in and they're going to anticipate that they're going to have a chance and, and Iowa's going to be ready. A question that I've had a lot this summer, John, is if it does go poorly early on. If Spencer Peach just really struggles, how long of leash does he have? We know he's going to be the starter. We know he's going to he's going to get a start here. But if Iowa looks up and they're down seventeen seven in the third quarter, is there a quick hook on him? Maybe, but and a lot depends on how he's playing. You he's, know, I yeah. mean, if, I mean, if he's if he's throwing if he's throwing the interceptions, if he's underthrowing or overthrowing receivers, you know, or missing guys or whatever, if he really looks uncomfortable out there, then yeah, I think you do make a change. Um, yeah, again, I, it's it's one of those things that that I really want to see how he performs, and and we talked about this the last time. He really has to get off to a good start. Yeah. Because I just don't think you want to go through another year of this, and the questions and everything else. And I don't think he wants to go through another year of this. So I mean, I think you have to. I think he this that opening game is going to be a very big game for him from a statement standpoint. <laughs> Because I just don't think you want to keep answering these questions as you go through September and you get in the conference play. And do you think the question might come up in advance of Iowa State the following? Can you imagine Very if that's quickly. the case, the talking points? Yeah. I mean, if there's a quarterback, air quote, controversy leading into Cyhawk, oh my God, uh, the matchup, it doesn't need any more hype. Uh, but no. This is just going to take it to a whole different level if you throw a quarterback yeah. question into it. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of pressure on him in the opener. I think, and I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be where we're going to see what, where he is as a quarterback because, you know, we've talked a lot about the, the work he's put in and all that and all stuff, which is great for him, but now he's got to perform. And if he goes out there against a very good defensive team and, and doesn't perform well, that starts putting the questions, like you said, you have that going into the Iowa State game and I, it, I don't even want to think about that week anyway, but then you start thinking about that <laughs> yeah. in there. And, and so, Ooh, anyway. baby. Yeah. 
Well, one of the anticipated battles going into camp was the kicker spot. It was scary after the spring, looked a whole lot better after it's just one practice, but the open practice at Kids Day as Blom and Stevens combined to go 15 of 15. Most people anticipate this is Stevens' job. He was also uh, out there as a holder, helping out at different special teams aspects, and his holder was Tory Taylor, which maybe says something because Tory Taylor will be the number one holder. Do you believe this is Drew Stevens' job, the freshman? Probably. I mean, I, I, I just think that, I, I mean, I, I think that, that, that he probably, again, we don't know what, what they've done in practice and who's been more consistent. Um, but I, I do think that it probably is his job. I think he's probably got a little, you know, more of a powerful leg to him. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I then you, you make the other one, the, if the other one's the kickoff specialist, then you have kind of like what you had a couple, a few years ago when you had, when you had Keith Duncan and Caleb Judak. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so when you have that situation, it, it's a really good thing to have, to have two guys that you can rely on. But, and, and I think we saw the improvement that they made from April to August. And, and so when you got that kind of improvement, I think you've got two really good kickers. I don't think you go wrong with either one. It's just a, where are you going to use them one way or the other. Hmm. Uh, John, are, do, you, do you see this, uh, the Big Ten West, as a two-team race? Um, I, you know, I, I, I do think, I, I think Purdue's in that mix. Okay. I really do. And, Offensively, and think, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think offensively for sure. Now, I mean, again, though, there's probably some question marks defensively, but we know how good they are offensively. Yep. We've seen that over the years. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's three. I think it really is. I think it's Purdue, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you go with this. And I, I think that you know, and I mean, again, this weekend may may kind of show some of these other teams that we aren't really thinking of. But I right now, I think that that is between one of those three. All right. So yesterday, I'm doing a podcast. With a Minnesota guy, a Wisconsin guy, and myself, the Iowa guy. Mm-hmm. I want to pose this to both you guys. Well, who's this question coming from? Uh, this came from our moderator. Okay. It. Who would you rather have? Spencer Petrus, Graham Mertz, or Tanner Morgan? Your team is the same. You have a, yeah. a average Big Ten West offensive and defensive team. Who would you want for this year, for 2022, to be your quarterback? Ken Miller, I'm starting with you. Well, we answered this question early in the week. We made our predictions. Um, Tanner Morgan's got his offensive coordinator back. He got Soraka back. Yep, and that and that, and those two made some uh, made some magic together. I'm on the Spencer Petras train, boys. I just refuse. To, this team has got a chance to be so damn good mm-hmm. and have such a special season. Tanner Morgan. It's Tanner Morgan, though. How about you, John? Who would you rather have of those three? Um. Boy, that's a good question. <laughs> Not Mertz. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up for Spencer Petras here Atta because boy. I think he's. I think he's got some voices that that he's been able to listen to this summer, and 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 within the staff. I mean, I I think John Budmeyer thing is. I think I think that's a very good advisor for him, mm-hmm. and I so I think. Yes. I, I, I'm going to go with him because I, I think the off. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed with the offseason work he's done. I, that's who I'm going to go with. I'm going to stick with him on this one. I'll stick with him on this one. You know, and I, and I kind of feel like I should too because I've been I've been singing his praises. Well, I and you don't get Soraka with Tanner Morgan. Remember, you just get that quarterback in an right. average system. Yeah, Spencer Petras. So with that, 
I might even lean Petrus. And you guys know my thoughts on Spencer You're Petrus. You're not a fan, Trent. You've made that very clear. <laughs> but I think that shows you what I think of Tanner Morgan and yeah. what I think of Graham Mertz. Too. See, here's the thing. With Iowa's receivers being as, uh, that room being as banged up yes. as it is, I mean, Petrus is kind of behind the eight ball to, yes. uh, right out of the shoot, right? I mean, if Keegan Johnson can't go, <sighs> and, and yeah, we've seen pictures, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and now the news on Reganey, and, and we know that there's a couple that are wearing Boilermaker uniforms that would awful, <laughs> look awful good in hawk suits. Sure. Oh, my God. See, I'm on the, I'm, 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 I want to see Brody Breck do well. I, I do, do, too. Yes. And, and, of course, I also want to see him do well on the pitching mount, because I'm a baseball guy. Right. And, um, you know, and I would love to see what he could do in, in the best system in, in Major League Baseball. But, um, <laughs> but I, 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 I really want to see him do well. I want to see this work. I want to see this two, this two sport thing work. And I want to see him good in both. That's one of, that's one of the things I want to see in the, in this year. What he can do for football and how good he is next year in baseball with his command and that sort of thing. That's one guy I really want to see do well this year. So, John, let me ask you, and you may have asked this question. Do you think that there's a chance that, that he's always wanted to play football? He wants to run out of the, ton- uh, the tunnel at Kinnick Stadium. If he's, right. he's going to scratch that itch this year, might football be a this year proposition only and then focus on baseball? Because that's clearly where his future is. Yeah, I. I think it's, and when I say this year, I think it's not only this season, but what can he do next spring to go along with baseball? Because, I mean, he did get some work in last spring with the football team, not much. But I, I think that's when the decision comes, is probably gotcha. at the end of at the end of baseball season. Where is he at football-wise? Where is he at baseball-wise? What's he going to do? But, yeah, you're right. To me, the baseball thing is there just for the fact of, not a lot of guys throw ninety eight. Right. It's just a matter of. It's not a matter. Of, it's just a matter of consistently ninety eight. I should say. It's the matter of command. And if he really, if that command takes a big step next season, I think it'll be curious to see where he goes one way or the other. You know, I think it was your Twitter account. It might have been Bravo Camps, but I believe it was you um, that that Brody Breck was going to pitch in Clinton. At the, yep. did he did he do you know? He did, but didn't throw a lot of innings. And I, I think he had a hamstring issue late. But what he was doing was he would go up on Sundays and pitch, pitch home games on Sundays, and that was it. And so it was, it was more of getting him into that routine of being a starting pitcher and getting a couple. You know, because I mean, starting is a lot different than relieving. I mean, you go out early and you, you get, you know, you get your exercise and you do your, your, your you have your routine, you have a routine to it. And I asked him about that at media day, and, and, and he said that was one of the things. that He didn't throw a lot of innings. He got a lot of strikeouts. Um, if you look at his numbers, I think he only threw like six and two-thirds innings, but he had 19 strikeouts. Um, it, it, there, was one, there was one game where he pitched one inning and it got four strikeouts. Um, <laughs> so um, it, it's a, it's a, um, I, I think that was good for him to see because, I mean, th- these college leagues kind of simulate the pro game in a, in a way. And I think it was good for him to get that starting experience of, of getting that routine down because eventually that's probably what he's going to be at some point, I would think, if that's going to be part of this progression as a pitcher. So I think it was really good for him. Like I said, he didn't go get a lot of work in, but just the routine I think really helped him. Uh, John Bowenkamp, uh, AP, Hawkeye Nation, et cetera, et cetera. John, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Talk to you in the weeks ahead.
No problem. Have a good one. Yep, you do the same. Thank you, John. John Bowenkamp. We catch up on, on the Hawks. Iowa State at 11.05. That's 20 minutes away with John Walters, the voice of Iowa State. Mitch Holtis is next. Stuart Mandel's part of the BMW Des Moines guest list today as well. From The Athletic, he'll join us at 11.30. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. On your side. Something. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Hour 2. John Walters, uh, voice of Iowa State, and then uh, Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Right now, Mitch Holtis. It's game night at Arrowhead tonight. It is the Packers and the Chiefs, and Mitch Holtis joins us. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, uh, uh, it's obviously a huge night for a whole bunch of uh, rookies and guys trying to find a roster spot. How you doing, Mitch? Well, doing okay. I love the uh, Creedence, Creedence Clearwater Revival coming in. I feel like I ought to be at a Calgary Flames versus Edmonton Oilers nice. hockey game with a CCR concert setting with you, uh, chomping Papa John's pizza. Why do I feel like that image is in my head right now? <laughs> Not sure, but I chomped on one last night, and I will again tonight. What's left of it? So, uh, just so oh you yeah, know. no, it's good. It is the Ankeny location. Uh, they got my money yesterday. Yeah, they get mine whenever I'm in Des Moines uh, or passing through on the way to Cedar Rapids or in Cedar Rapids uh, so or Iowa City. So, heck yeah. Um, but here we go. Yeah, lots of decisions to be made. I mean, next one, we, I won't be on with you next week, and right. then we'll start our weekly ones during the regular season. But you know, 864 guys will be cut into cyberspace mm. on Tuesday. That's always a rough day, but a crazy day. It's like the New York Stock Exchange with the bell opening. Um, but the Chiefs have some decisions to make, and so do the Packers. Uh, so tonight is important. And we'll be doing special tributes to Len yeah, Dawson sure. as well throughout the night. So this won't be just a, any like, typical throwaway preseason game. You want to pay attention to this one. Uh, no doubt about it. And we certainly will be. Mitch Holt is joining us as he does all throughout training camp here in August. Mitch, uh, we talked a lot this week about the defensive line. One guy we haven't yeah. got to yet. And he is won't be cut, by the way. He will not. No, his, his spot is safe. Mm-hmm, George yeah. Kerloftis. We obviously saw a ton of him, not just against the Hawkeyes where he was dominant, but just in the Big Ten in general. Tell us about the rookie and a guy that, coming out of the draft, there were some scouts that absolutely loved him, thought he should be a top ten guy. Others, not so much. Chiefs feels like they got to be happy where they got him. Yeah, he fell to them at 30. Actually, he was rated higher in most of the pre-draft reports, or it was an acquired taste. Some had him mid-first round, and others had him early second round. But, uh, you know, it goes back to Len Dawson. Len, Len was so proud of Purdue. Uh, he talked about all the great quarterbacks that came out of there, not only himself, but Bob Greasy and Drew Brees and others. Uh, but he would be so proud of this kid that coming out of Purdue. He's an amazing story, Trent and Ken. He's a, he's a water polo player from Greece, okay? And not from the musical Greece. I mean, from Athens, Greece. Uh, he is, man, the, the throttle's always wide open with this kid. Now, what's been funny to watch in camp, it's been like full metal jacket. Right, everybody's kind of up his tail, George Karloftis, or giving him advice. There's somebody in both ears, and you know, checking his prostate. But George is—he kind of gets it. He he knows what he's doing here with this, and uh, he's kind of taking it all in. Humbling in a lot of ways. 
uh, but definitely, definitely been been great in in so many different ways and for so many different reasons. And just feel like I've gotten a lot better as a as a, from an individual standpoint, and this team has gotten a lot better too. So, so when a Frank helps you, or when you got like five guys in your ear, how do you process that? Handle it. It's a lot, you know. You you got to take it all in. You got to take a second to yourself, think about it, absorb it, and then use it to the best of your ability on the field. This guy's like the rest of this rookie class, you guys. He's wicked smart, tough. His two sacks, he's had a sack in both preseason games, and they've both been energy sacks, meaning a lineman will engage you and think, I got you. And if they don't keep their feet moving and the pass rusher just continues to motor, 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 they'll get to the play. And, and they call them coverage sacks or whatever, but it's really effort sacks. This kid, the Chiefs found something with this guy. And I'm, I'm thinking of a comp tonight I'm going to give uh, on tonight's broadcast, and it just kind of popped in the middle of the night in my head. But he's really a Grant Wistrom type. Mm, Remember Grant yeah, Wistrom with Nebraska. the Rams? Played yeah. in Nebraska, Webb City, Missouri. Yep. Uh, that's what he reminds me of. Uh, at the least, he's like a Sam Hubbard of the Bengals or a Trey Henriksen. I don't think he's athletic like Joey Bosa. Nobody's ever said that. But he's not far behind that. And he will be highly productive for the Chiefs. Uh, both on and off the field. This this kid's got a bright future. George Carlock. Yeah, uh, one of those will guys, right, that uh, that every team's yeah. need, and he gets to the quarterback. Mitch, this has been a theme since our very first or second conversation. I get it. Whenever the, you know talk about the Chiefs, you, first thing you think of is Patrick Mahomes, right? Why wouldn't you? Uh, and I know yeah. the Cheetah's not there, um, but Kelsey's still there. But my point being is, Mitch, we talked a lot about this defense. This defense, I think, is going to be so much better than last year's edition. You can laugh at me and say I was wrong on, I don't know, Memorial or Veterans Day, but I think the Chiefs defense will be the surprise of the AFC. I agree. And for sure, the AFC West. Yeah. Uh, they're, you're gonna, nobody's thinking about them. Nobody talks about them. Everybody thinks they're trash. Uh, but just wait till you see it on the field, and you've seen snippets of it during the preseason. Now, they're going to get tested. This Chiefs schedule is just so tough if you look at it top to bottom. And they're taking it on. That's fine. Bring it on. That's Big Red. Uh, they're going to have 20% of this team will be rookies. I mean, eight of these 10 drafted rookies are going to make the team. Mm-hmm. And maybe an undrafted guy, if Caliendo makes it. So it's going to be a young group, but this defense is fast, and they're going to make plays. They will shock the system of opponents who are not expecting this from the Chiefs. Offensively, also going to look different minus Tyreek Hill. Is this going to look more like maybe an old-school Andy Reid, a little more two tight ends at times, a fullback and H-back in there a little bit more? Is this going to morph back into a little bit of old-school Andy Reid? Yeah, Trent, it's a great question. Um, it's an old-school formation with new-school uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Just because they go two tight ends and three tight ends, don't think they're just going to pound the ball and run it like West Point. They got some really intricate schemes. They want to get three tight ends on the field so that you've got to go big to match it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to use athletic tight ends to run routes and hit you with chunk plays down the field. They're using the three tight end system better than anybody in the league because they've tried to fit the uh, scheme fit to their personnel to uh, the three tight ends. Still got to run the ball out of it. That's, they've got to do that tonight. They're just not running the ball at all. And that's good. they got to do it some. But three tight ends or two tight ends does not mean, oh, this is going to be a run or a play-action pass. They've got five- and seven-step drops out of that that puts you in a mismatch uh, against an athlete. 
I'm going to combine these two just be for sake of time. Uh, Mike Rose, I'm assuming we'll see a lot of, get a lot of opportunity tonight. Very important night for him. Uh, and a very important night if you don't have plans for supper, the folks at Papa John's and the Donaldsons. I'm fired up for high school football too. Tomorrow night is Iowa high school football. I'm just fired up. Let's go open the curtain on it. Uh, I love high school football at all levels. It's great for your tailgate. I mean, I don't care if you're a Dowling Maroon or you're Hoover or gosh, who else, Johnston or the Waukee or that new Waukee Northwest High School. It's like get some Papa John's and head to that high school game and get ready to go. Football's here, boys, in earnest, and I can't be more fired up. And we'll uh, discuss uh, tonight's game tomorrow when we when you join us. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yep, good to Thanks. talk to you. Mitch Holtis, uh, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Number 48. Mike Rose, be watching for him in the second half. Maybe he'll play some in the first half. Get some good tape. Absolutely. Big opportunity for a lot of guys on both sides of the football tonight. Uh, John Walters, the voice of Iowa State, kicks off hour number two. We've got an hour to go. Stuart Mandel at the bottom of the hour. Picking K-State to win the Big 12. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.